Welcome to the fourth episode of the Lakers Nation PH podcast. I'm Bert, joined as always by Kenan from Iloilo and Andrea, all the way from Thailand. We're doing this pod on a Thursday night. The Lakers roster has been taking shape uh, since the confirmation of the signings of Mark Gasol and Markeith Morris and Alfonso McKinney. So let's start with probably our best signing of this offseason, Alfonso McKinney. (laughs) Let's hear first from Andrea. What are your thoughts about the great Alfonso McKinney? I'm expecting big things from Alfonso McKinney. No, seriously speaking though, before we started recording this, I was telling Bert, I don't know that much about Alfonso McKinney. But aside from that, that I really don't know him. I know he signed a couple of 10-day contracts with the Cleveland Cavaliers. But what I like about this signing is that it was instrumental for us to be able to sign Mark Gasol. Yeah, so correct. that's why I like this. Because we traded Javel McGee for Alfonso McKinney's contract and for Jordan Bell's contract and we just guaranteed Alfonso McKinney and that dump of salary from JaVale's salary ultimately was the reason we were able to sign Mark Gasol. So I'm all for this. I'm all for acquiring this man. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be, I don't know, Jeremy Lee the, when, when we had the Linsanity in New York. You never know. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Kenan? Of Alvo, Twitter handle. Did he win an NBA title? The Warriors or... Yeah. It... Oh, he did? He did. 18-19. Oh, MG. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Actually, he was with the Warriors when they lost to the Raptors. That was his first year, right? No, second year. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... We know this guy very well, as you, <laughs> as you can see. The only reason I know this is because I'm looking at his basketball reference page right now. So he won the title? No, right? no. He, he, was, okay. he was on the losing side. He was with the Golden State Warriors when they lost to the Raptors. The Raptors. The Raptors. Ah, okay, yeah. got it. He couldn't fill in Katie's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. You have any observations about? Yeah, I'm looking at his page right now, and I just can't find a stat that stands out. <laughs> I guess his best stat is I don't know. He played 14.8 minutes, scoring 4.6 points a game, and that's pretty much it. Much to say about him, except that I'm glad that Rob found a way to make salary cap maneuvers to sign Mark, and if it means landing this unknown dude, then I'm all for it. So it's his. Second year in the NBA. You know how old he is? I, I googled right he is. now. He's 20. 20. That's why I was shocked. He's 28. <laughs> but it's I was expecting year. like, okay, we're getting someone like 24, 25. He's 28. <laughs> oh. I remember one time he had a great game for the Warriors. Stephen A. Smith misspelled his name. And he was like, it's Alfonso, not Alfonso. <laughs> Puffing his chest and saying, you'll get it right soon. I'm going to be the next all-star or something. So that's as far as I remember who he is. And he didn't play shit in the playoffs for the Warriors after that. So maybe we should move on to... <laughs> Markeith Morris signed for the minimum $2.6 million to stay with the Lakers. There was a lot of chatter that he might go to the Clippers to join his twin brother. So Andrea, how relieved were you that he didn't join the Clippers? I'm very happy. I'm I'm super relieved that he's not going to the Clippers because, well, I, I really don't like the Clippers as I guess everyone if, who's been listening to our podcast has noticed. Uh, and if you're a Lakers fan, I guess you automatically don't like the Clippers. So I'm glad he's staying with us. And I think the team needs him. We need an enforcer and he fits that role. Especially we have a lot of new guys. And I think when we have Markeith Morris, we have someone who's like a stable defender and who's known the system. And I think he will be very relevant to us in this regular season. Because Markeith did not play a lot during the regular season last year, right? He joined closer or during the bubble? Na ba? After the I think we can really use him during the regular season. And, and I like it. I like that he's staying. I'm so happy he is staying. Kenan, do you think that fact that they have a joint account with his twin brother 
who just signed for four years, 64 million for the Flippers, helped in making him make this decision, sign for the minimum for the Lakers. I heard on the Lakers Film Room podcast, Steve Ballmer is subsidizing his salary <laughs> for the Lakers. <laughs> I love this signing. Mark became one of my favorite players in the bubble. And he obviously provided a lot of quality plays, making threes and stuff like that. And I'm just very happy he's back. Like the kids say, run it back. Oh, yeah. That's, that's his tweet, right? That, that's what he tweeted. Run yeah. it back. Yeah. He also tweeted beforehand. He told his brother, I got to win title number two first, bro. Yeah. <laughs> NBA Twitter didn't thought that he was going to some other team to win title number two, but it was clear that he was going to the back to the Lakers and like both of you said I think he's a very important role player for us he can play center in some of our lineups save AD from all those banging with big guys he's a great shooter especially during the bubble he was lights out against the Rockets and other teams also I think when there are lineups where Montrez Harrell and Mark Gasol might not be playable because other teams go small he can easily slot in into that center position. Yeah. And we yeah. would not lose toughness. And for $2.6 million, imagine that. That's the beauty of being, I guess, Los Angeles Lakers and having LeBron. You get the quality players to stay for the, for the $2.6 million. Yeah, imagine Marcus Morris is making $64 million. I don't think the Lakers would trade Marquis for Marcus because Marcus <laughs> is an ISO player. Uh, he's a very good player if he plays for a bad team. Like when he, he played for the Knicks, I think he averaged 20 points or something. But <laughs> when he's, he's not a championship player, unlike Marquis, Marquis does all the dirty stuff. Yeah. So we can live with this dumb pass <laughs> in the end of game five of the. NBA Finals as long as he's our enforcer. Ibang dirty play yung kay Marcus eh. Tripping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot Marcus Morris is a dirty player. Uh, that's si why... Marquise, si Marquis yung ano eh. The player that if he didn't play for Lakers, I hate him talaga. <laughs> like, I don't like him. If he didn't play for, for the Lakers. But he does play for Lakers. So I am... I love him. I think. Kaya sinayin ng ano. Ng Dallas. James Johnson. Mm-hmm. They have a, this enforcer, this tough guy who will, the person won't be able to punk Luka Doncic. <laughs> so we all agree that's a relief that we got Markeith. I think signing Markeith solidified our rotation even more. But this guy, the next guy, uh, really made our team the deepest team in the NBA, in my opinion. We all think we're already the best team in the NBA. But this created some distance when we signed Mark Gasol. So, Andrea, are you excited to have another Gasol in purple and gold? Yes, I'm, I'm very excited about this. And last episode, if people were listening, we were saying that we're all happy with the current roster that Rob Belenka has signed already or we already have. And the only missing piece that we think we should go for is a big guy. And... Mark Gasol is who we want to sign and we got him. So I'm very happy that he's with our team now. And he's another Gasol, that's one. And I love Pao so much. But even beyond that, uh, Mark Gasol can be a stretch player. And imagine if AD is going to drive, LeBron is going to drive, then we can have someone. He, he doesn't need to do so much. Uh, he just needs to spot up, stretch, stretch the offense a little bit. And we have another shooter. Because he's he's become this shooter, especially with the Raptors as well. So I'm very happy with this. And plus, we have another defender. And if AD is resting and Montrez is also resting, then we can have another big guy playing, defending. Although, of course, he's not the Mark Gasol that we knew with the Greasy. But I think he's still okay. He's still good enough. And I'm happy with this. Yeah. So Kenan, Mark Gasol, another Gasol brother, drafted him. Just like Magic said, fun fact. Oh yeah, there was a fun fact. That? One of those classic Magic tweets. Man, he tweets so much. <laughs> when was this? Uh, I, I think mean, two days ago. Let me quick round down of Magic tweets. I'm so glad the Lakers resigned Markeith Morris because he shot 42% from the three-point line during the playoffs. Opening up the floor for the Lakers two superstars, LeBron and AD. <laughs> I'm so happy that the Lakers resigned he spells resigned like you resigned from your job. 
and Davis Caldwell both on three-year deal because he earned it. He played such an important role and played great on both ends of the court for the Lakers during the final. Can he delete the Marcus Gasol tweet? No, it's here. He said, fun fact, Marcus Gasol was actually drafted by the Lakers and then traded for his brother, Pau. Wow. <laughs> fun fact. Uh, before that, he said, wow, wow, wow. Oh, he got, did he? <laughs> with Mark Gasol signing with the Lakers, now the Lakers are too deep at every position. This is definitely, without a question, a championship team. Thanks, Magic. Um, so, okay, going back, Kenan. Yeah, I guess I would say wow, 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 because we signed Mark. Um, I, in the previous episodes, I think we mentioned we had a unanimous decision that we wanted to sign Pau. Uh, I mean Mark. Yeah, but Pau also. Yeah, we still want to sign Pau. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want to sign Mark and we got it. Um, like Andrea said, he's not the younger Mark who's a little more athletic than he is now. But what he provides is intelligence. Both Gasol brothers have high basketball IQ and obviously he can't body players as much as he could in his younger years. But now what he brings is intelligence in picking his spots, smart rotations, and just being in the right place and telling his teammates where to be on defense. And I think that's the most important part of his game that he brings to the Lakers right now. Yeah, also, he would be one of those what you call specialists when we have to guard Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted earlier this morning the stats between Jokic and Gasol, and they had some battles. In the Eurobasket as well, I would imagine. Mark is like... Jackie McMullen in the Bill Simmons pod saying, Mark Gasol is like a smart, way smarter Javel and Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the NBA analysts, even those who ate the Lakers, are saying the Lakers just got a whole lot smarter with Mark Gasol. It's not my words, it's what they are saying because we lost Dwight, Javel, who may have sometimes be, they say, as goofy. <laughs> Shot. We lost J.R. Smith and Dion's waiters, and they were replaced by all very professional players. Like what we said with Markeith, we have bigs who can finish against any team. We can adjust and play with any play style. We can go big, we can go small. Last year, actually, we were flexible with our lineups because versus Portland, we can go big because they were using Whiteside and Nurkic. Second round, when the Rockets played micro ball, we just used Mark Markeith, and they had no answer for us. Versus Denver, we unleashed Dwight. I think it will be the same uh, this season, and even better, because Trez Harrell is, should we say, a more better pick-and-roll player than Dwight and Javel now, because he's just 27. So we all agree, Mark Gasol was one of the best signings of the offseason in the NBA in general. For two years, two point six million. Mm-hmm. Are you worried okay. with what people are saying that he's washed now? I understand the sentiment that he's washed, but Toronto really relied on him a little too much during the playoffs. There was talk that he was not in good shape during the bubble because at the time during the bubble, young COVID situation in Spain was really bad. Yeah. He was worried with about his parents mm-hmm. who were in Spain back then, so might have affected his play a little bit. If I remember correctly, there was a bubble. There was this circulating photo of Mark Gasol looking ripped. I don't know if you guys saw that. I, I think I remember that. Yes. Was it Photoshop? Or, uh, <laughs> maybe that could be a factor, but like we said, we're going to this topic next. I think he will be just playing around 18 to 20. Four minutes, depending on the matchup. Him guarding Jokic for 24 minutes, already a great um, boost for the Lakers, especially Anthony Davis, who will get less time at banging against the Jokic, Embiid, Carl Anthony Town, Towns of the world. He will fit like a glove to this Lakers team because he will not be relied as much as in the past during his Memphis and Toronto days. So, thing about Mark is that he's no pushover also. He can be an enforcer if needed. His basketball IQ is top-notch. LeBron, E.D. wouldn't mind if one of them missed an assignment and Mark Gasol calls him out. I think they will get along just fine. 
Speaking of getting along just fine, let's move to our, our next topic. This has been a discussion since we formed the core of our probably we will have, be having this 10-man rotation. So, Andrea, who do you think will be the starters? Of course, you have LeBron and AD. Caruso, I would really hope that he would be the one starting. I think he deserves to start, so I would think he will be the one starting. Uh, Markeith should start as well. And of course, KCP. So I think those are the starting five that we will have. And I think that's a very solid starting five. And in reality, you don't have someone new except for Mark Gasol. But everyone else has been there. So I'm not really worried with any chemistry issues. Plus, as I've always said, LeBron by these new guys. LeBron believes that this guy deserves to be in a team with him. And we've seen how LeBron is with his team. He took this Cleveland Cavaliers team who basically were composed of really non-stars to the final. So I'm okay with the chemistry as long as LeBron will really take them under his wing. So not a problem at all. He took Jordan Crawford to the finals. Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Crawford. Crawford. Uh, yeah. So, Kenan, you have the same five? No, I have LeBron, AD, of course. At my center position, I have Mark. And then for the two guards, I have KCP and Wesley Matthews. Yeah, yeah. I think Wes is getting the start. I do believe AC Caruso has more than proven himself that he's capable of starting. But I feel like Vogel is going to keep him on the bench. But it's not like he's gonna get bench minutes. He's still probably gonna get high 20s. But he's not starting. I, I think they could use Wes Matthews' defense and shooting in the game. KCP, Wes Matthews, LeBron, ABN. Yeah. For me, I have the same lineup with Andrea to recap. It's Gasol, AD, LeBron, KCP, or Wes Matthews doesn't matter to me both play the two guard they can play the small forward and Caruso's my point guard or the other guard my reasoning for this is for starting Caruso is LeBron will we have the condensed season right 72 games lots of four games and in five nights I think mm-hmm. LeBron sorry for the term will be load managed for the best interest of the Lakers and LeBron yeah. to be load managed he just won a title so he more than earned the load managing and <laughs> yeah yeah unlike someone from across the hall in the junior university team who not only sits out games he doesn't talk doesn't even cheer for the team or whatever LeBron won't be like that when LeBron's um, on the bench he's laughing sometimes drinking wine or whatever during the games that LeBron will be sitting there has to be this ball handler right up the point guard who will bring the ball up, set up things. If Caruso doesn't start, he has this chemistry with the other four guys, right? LeBron's ball handling duties. When LeBron seats out, who will naturally take his place in the starting lineup? It's Kyle Kuzma, right? Yeah, most likely. When Kuzma takes the place of LeBron, the lineup would be Caruso, KCP, slash West Matthews, Kuzma, AD, and Mark Gasol. There's this ball handler in the starting five automatically, right? When the second unit comes in, it's Dennis Schroeder. He will be the primary ball handler with either KCP or West Matthews, Trez Harrell, and Markeith Morris. That will be the bench. So, I think for continuity and para may ball handler palagi, diba? lineup when LeBron sits or AD sits. Um, I think it's important to start Caruso from the very start of the season to develop that chemistry with the starting lineup. Also gives Schroeder, makes, allows Schroeder to be the primary ball hander off the bench. That's my take on the starting five. Chemistry issues. We don't see any friction. Trez arrows from the toxic Clippers uh, locker room. Andrea, do <laughs> you think that he will be a problem? Sorry, so I think mali yung nasagot kong tanong earlier. So I was I was already answering this question, talking about the chemistry of the the first five, the starting five. I don't think there really would be any issues, honestly. And same answer as, as I mentioned earlier, it's because we have LeBron James and we have AD, who are great leaders. And I think that's something that you don't see in papers, but you saw it really if you followed the Lakers last or last one, and if you also followed LeBron. 
before, which I did not appreciate because I didn't like him before he joined the Lakers. <laughs> but if you followed him last year, if you followed our last season, you really see how instrumental LeBron is to bringing everyone together. So I don't, I don't foresee any issues. It would have been harder actually or more difficult last year because as Bert was pointing out earlier, we had more of the goofy players last year. This one, yeah. uh, the players that we have right now are real pros. LeBron doesn't even need to put them or like parang make them behave, right? So so yeah. I think we I, I'm not worried at all about that. How about you, Kenan? Any Trez Clippers conspiracy theories? <laughs> I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call this a concern, but it's something interesting to note, I guess, as the season progresses. I think this was mentioned in the in another part. It's interesting to see how Trez and Dennis Schroeder bonds, for sure, their coaches would decrease, especially with LeBron and AD commanding much of the scoring touches. Although, uh, they probably won't play that much together at least. I think their touches would decrease from what they're used to in the Clippers and the Thunder. It's really not a concern, but I think it's something to watch out for. But overall, I'm not worried about the chemistry of the entire team. Like previously pointed out, uh, LeBron and AD are great leaders. They're going to find a way to make everyone be friends with one another. LeBron's gonna probably gonna invite them to his barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and I don't know, bribe them with wine or something. <laughs> yeah, he'll bring a lot of wine and I don't know what, what is he advertising right right now. I know the, the tequila. Is it the yeah, tequila. tequila. I didn't know that. <laughs> See his stories full of it's tequila. It's his stories every day. He posts. About it. <laughs> too much. He was too much. I, I can't check them out all. <laughs> A little segue. Did you see the picture of Abroni? Yeah. The one they're staring at at the basketball court. Yeah, they were saying that LeBron James is a 27-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> future Laker, Bronny. <laughs> Hashtag future Laker. Uh, about chemistry, uh, I remember there's a game, I think it's in the regular season, one of the last games we played with fans, the Lakers versus the Clippers. We were up by how much, but it was towards the end of the game. LeBron drove against Marcus Morris, so... Tri- I think you remember this play. Um, Trez helped out on Marcus Morris, of course, because LeBron always kills him <laughs> on defense. When LeBron drove, he made this spectacular bounce pass to a cutting Anthony Davis for the reverse dunk. Paul George was caught ball watching, or I don't know what he was doing. Oh, I remember this, yeah. yeah. A choose one. Um, Trez Harrell was like, what the hell are you doing? Paul George is like, Shrugs his shoulders and I think I remember. The world. I think that that's one of those um, Clippers um, chemistry problems mm-hmm. because I think Tres Harold really cares so much about playing basketball and everything. He wants to improve, um, be perfect. And Paul Jersey was like, eh? <laughs> well, actually, that's the problem with the Clippers. They're puffing their chest. Saying they're the best team in the NBA when they have not won anything. anything. Paul George is acting like an NBA champion. You know, you can't see him. And then, I think this is a perfect time to remind everyone that the Clippers blew a 3-1 lead to the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> uh, um, and with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George scoring zero points in the fourth quarter of Game 7. So, um, going back to the real superstars, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, I, I think Trez Harold um, will not will not be able to um, side eye Paul George, uh, Paul George, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James because he has too much respect for these two. Um, they're NBA champions, probably the two of, two or top three, two top three players in the NBA. Depends on what you think of the honest. Uh, so I think, like you said, chemistry won't be a problem. But I hope we. Re- I really hope uh, we can sign Jared Dudley because there's so there's. Uh, I think he's he was a good cop, right? Yeah. In the locker room last year, okay. uh, 
the oh, bronze. We can still sign at least three players, right? I think only two. Tama ba? I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Last tweet I saw from Bobby Mark, and I think we can still offer a two-way contract if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Can we still offer a two-way contract to Yanis' brother? I, I'm not sure how many years is in the league because because the maximum is dapat three years lang eh. oh, Okay. So what? Oh, how can I forget his name? It's Tianis, right? No, it's Costas. So now, oh crap! <laughs> oh, NBA champion Costas. So he was drafted in 2018. So does that count? 2018. Yeah, I think pwede pa. Uh-huh. Okay. So book that spot for him. <laughs> so. Uh, let's move on to another superstar. I'm probably the superstar of this um, offseason. Um, Rob Lowe. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, Rob Pelinka, the guy who doesn't know shit about the salary gap. <laughs> According to some, some angry dude last year. Last year. Um, so, Andrea, how would you rate um, Rob Pelinka's offseasons? I think A plus is the highest, E the lowest. A plus plus plus. I I think he surpassed everyone's expectations. But for some reason, I think also people have very low expectations from him, which I don't understand. I know that previously we didn't get to sign big names, and also last year when we were waiting for Kawhi, we were left to. Like, so after Kawhi didn't sign with us, we were left to scramble for players. And that's why we were after AD, the, the next signing would be Danny Green, right? Which isn't really bad. But I think people really underestimate, as underestimated Rob Belinka. So so for me, this this the lineup that he's created now, I think is very good. Uh, we've be, Lakers have become so much deeper uh, in terms of our roster. So I think this is, and plus we were able to sign Mark Gasol for for two years of minimum vet, so uh, veteran minimum. So I think this is a really really good off season for us, and we've just become stronger. And what I really like here is that even if we just won last year, right, and it would it would have been really easier to not do anything and be complacent, and we have uh and maintain chemistry. What Rob did is to push it, push the envelope a little bit further. So we got the guys that we really needed. Because as as I've mentioned last year, these were the free agents, the people that we've signed were the free agents who were still left after Kawhi has signed, Paul George uh, was traded. Like everyone has taken their pick already. And these were the guys who were left behind. And then we won a championship with them. And now we're in, I think Rob Belinka was really had his eyesight on making sure that we signed the right guys. I think he just, he accomplished that a lot. We needed perimeter shooting. We got that. We needed defense. Well, we have AD, but we needed some bodies uh, to help in terms of defense. We got Mark Gasol. We've got, uh, Montrez is not that good in terms of defense. But but we we were able to sign back more Keith Morris. We still have uh, KCP. So overall, I think this is a success, uh, successful off season. And I I'm I'm very happy for Rob Belinka that he's now gaining recognition as a good executive. Uh, and I, I I want to just say that from the very beginning, I trusted Rob Belinka just because of he was the agent of Kobe Bryant. So I don't really understand why people doubted him. That, that much. Okay. Really happy for Rob Lowe. Um, <laughs> that, that Uncle, Uncle so, P. <laughs> semblance is so uncanny between the two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we go to you, Kenan, um, I just want to read another magic tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers GM Rob Pelinka signing Montrez Harrell, Wes Matthews Jr., and trading for Dennis Schroeder. Can we say executive of the year? Magic's um, praise for Rob Pelinka is really baffling for me because he he went to first take and basically said Rob Pelinka was backstabbing him. 
because Rob Pelinka told Jeannie Buss that Magic Johnson was not doing his job when, in fact, Magic Johnson was not doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so, Kenan, how would you rate uh, um, Rob's offseason? I wanted to make a joke about Luol not getting rid of Luol Deng's contract, but <laughs> get it and cancel me or something. He did try. He did try. <laughs> no, uh, I did give him an A plus also. Um, I he made splashes right off the bat. Um, I think the shoulder trade was the first trade of the off season, and the champs started things off with a bang. And it was indicative of his um, entire performance for this off season so far. And he signed players that either I like really, really good. And um, and players that I've coveted for a long time. So yeah, uh, kudos to Rob, Executive of the Year, definitely per Magic. Yeah, per Magic. I, I don't know how Magic stuff with a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 did did he think people would forget what he did <laughs> two years ago? That was two years ago, right? <laughs> it feels like a lifetime ago. Like really long. This year has been really long. So I also gave Rob Blinka A plus. Uh, he, the Montrez Harold signing came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Nobody expected him. I, I thought he was going to the clip, um, to the Hornets or something. But uh, also the Dennis Schroeder trade um, also came out of nowhere, right? Yeah. So so random. Rob, yeah, Rob. Um, really, I think we should also give him credit. Last year, when Kawhi held us hostage, basically on the fly, he had this plan B mm-hmm. and signed like five players in twenty minutes, thirty. Oh, minutes, that's true. Yeah, and put up a roster that's full of interesting people, but character guys who will listen to LeBron and AD because when LeBron and AD played. Uh, leading the way and, and show their leadership by playing like gods. Uh, <laughs> everybody was uplifted and and always and worked hard. LeBron James played defense for the first time in what four or five years in the regular season. So he takes charges. And I don't know if we were lucky that uh, Ty Lu didn't want to sign a three-year deal. <laughs> we got probably the best defensive coach in the NBA in um, Frank Vogel. There's some luck uh, involved in um, Rob's general managerial career so far, but also kudos to Genie Bus, right? Mm-hmm. He believed in Rob Pelinka. Uh, he believed in Kobe's advice that nobody what's that tweet? Nobody knows the business of basketball yeah. than Rob Pelinka, so yeah, because he's a he, because he's a, he was a former agent for a lot longest time, so he knows how to deal with that side of the fence, right? I think that's why he and Rich Paul really connect, yeah. because both are agents. So so happy that we have. Who would have thought that we would be happy with Lakers management, considering this six-year turmoil, seven-year turmoil that. You were one of the worst run front offices in the NBA. Yeah. So so happy that we're back. So so unanimous A plus yeah. A plus for yes. Rob Lowe. <laughs> so so if, before we move on to the questions um from our followers, I would like to start this um, mini segment um where we um probably just state three facts. About the Lakers, that um, probably not uh, um, not most people know, but the diehards will probably know. Obscure, um, fun. So we will start with easy fact. So basically, I'm just comparing the Lakers and the Clippers. <laughs> Do you think there's a podcast about before you start, Chris? Is there a podcast for Clippers fans? Is there a podcast, a podcast for Clippers fans? <laughs> Is there? 
Is there a Clipper Film Room, Kenan? Yeah, I think there's a Twitter account named Twitter Film Room. Uh, Clipper. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Wow. Garbage. <laughs> Probably garbage. <laughs> like the polar opposite of Coach Pete. Yeah. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Just thinking about it. Anyway, um, if you had to guess, how many division titles does the Lakers have? Ballpark. Any? It's oh, Andrea, you first. Division titles, uh, without, right? Without of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, we have 17 titles. I would assume we have more division titles because some finals maybe we lost or some playoffs we lost along the way. Uh, 17. I would put it at 27. Random. Great number. About Um. Yeah, I, I guess around the mid-20s. I'm going with Toby's number 24. Oh, you're correct. We have 24. <laughs> we our 24 division title last season. How ironic, right? Yeah. How many division oh, wow. titles does the Clippers have? I think this one's easy. Zero. None. How about you, Kenan? I, I think I'd go with three during the uh, Love City era. I think they won. They won yeah. the Pacific Division during that time. If I remember correctly. Kenan was closer. They had two. Oh, uh, two. Uh-huh. Imagine all those puffing their chest. They have Love City. They have Kawhi. They have they screwed they, over the Lakers and they have the division titles. The, I guess during the Blake Griffin Chris Paul yeah. era. So let's. How many retired jerseys for the Lakers? Teka dapat alam ko to esa NBA okay to. Wait, parang dapat na bibilang natin to because they always they always okay. Show it you can try to enumerate the players so that you can have the the number. I, oh wait, I, I I don't know everyone, but I would put it at around. I'm I'm counting it based on the jerseys hang and my visual memory of <laughs> of things when they when they flash it on screen, right? Basa alam ko medyo sila sila sa paghang jerseys. Thirty two? I sorry, maybe mga twenty two, not thirty two. That's too much. <laughs> Can That's I? Too much. <laughs> I'm going with eighteen. That's too much too. No, oh, really. Uh, Unlike the Celtics, we don't hang everyone yeah. in the Raptors. Uh, we have 11. Oh. Ah, really? And two of them is for Kobe? Kobe? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's 8, 24 for Kobe. Um, 34 for Shaq. 33 for Kareem. 32 for Magic. Um, 52 for Jamal Wilkes. Um, yes, Jerry West, right? Is retired. I forgot the number of Jerry West. So I have to look it. I'm just, I'm just counting. Uh, so it's Jerry West, uh, Gail Goodrich, Bill Chamberlain, Chamberlain. Uh, so Gail Goodrich is is 25. Jerry West is 44. James Worthy 42. Oh, yeah, James Worthy. Um, the last one is Elgin Baylor, 22. So, 11. Yung Minneapolis teams, wala. Hindi, akala ko, yeah. group sila. Yung naka-retire. Yun uh, they're not considered the uh, retired numbers because the Lakers still use their numbers. Si George Mikan, what, what was his number? Sorry, I, I'm not googling it. Mikan. That was one of... Bill Simmons' arguments why the five Minneapolis Lakers titles is not counted because Mikan's number is not retired. So, so I think this is pretty easy. How many Clippers jerseys are retired? Zero. Do you think Zero. they would retire Blake Griffin's jersey? They have retarded, jer- retarded j- jerseys. And <laughs> I don't think they will retire any players. Uh... They should retire, I know, old um pandemic piece um, because it's bad luck. <laughs> okay, so last is how many sixty win seasons for the Lakers? Sixty win seasons. Well, last year we couldn't reach sixty because the season was shortened, but I'm pretty sure we would have won sixty games last year. Um, when you get seven. I'm going with seven. How about you, Andrea? The whole hit, se- 60 game seasons? Uh... No, 60 wins. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 win seasons. I just think mm. prioritize the playoffs over regular season A. Yeah, so I would, uh, yeah, that's why I was thinking maybe 
we would be le- it would be less. I will put it at five. We have eleven. Hmm. Oh wow! Yeah, Magic Johnson had <laughs> six or seven of those seasons. <laughs> um, Kobe and Shaq had one. Kobe and Pau had one, and Chamberlain and right? best won sixty-nine games. Hmm. Kenan's favorite number for some reason. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, so how many win- sixty wins seasons for the Clippers? I like this comparison. I don't know. Maybe zero. I'm I, I'm not sure. Did they win sixty games during the Lob City era? I'm going. I don't think one. so. I'm going with one, just to be safe. I'm going. That's with not zero. safe. They didn't win sixty win. Um, uh, they didn't have any sixty win seasons, Canon. Zero. Zero. Okay. So, so the Clippers down my ass. <laughs> hashtag. So, uh, so that's it for our three Lakers. Random facts. Actually, those were not run random. I just wanted this on the flippers. So, <laughs> screw them. Let's go to the questions. Um, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot who asked this question. Um, <laughs> I couldn't... I didn't take the screenshot. I just copied his comment and... Or comment and then I... I didn't screenshot his comment, so... Whoever you are, I hope you're listening and your question is going to be answered. Um, why did we cut Jordan Bell? He's a great defender. Uh, you, do you want to start, Andrea? Well, well, it wasn't a guaranteed contract, I think. I, I was surprised also that uh, Alfonso, Mr. McKinney, the great one, was also a guaranteed contract initially. But I know for Jordan Bell's contract was, not, was never guaranteed anyway. So that's why we, we cut him. Or, okay. or did you mean why did we choose Jordan? Why did we choose Alfonso McKinney versus Jordan Bell? Is that the question? Well, this question was basically just why did we cut him? <laughs> <laughs> he was a great defender, though. So, Kenan, thoughts on Jordan Bell? Mm. Jordan Bell's tragic cutting. <laughs> uh, he's just a victim of the business side of the NBA. Mm. But I was surprised that uh, the Lakers chose. Him over, uh, chose McKinney over him at, at the time because we didn't we're getting. I thought at the time it was a good backup just in case we didn't get Mark or Keith. But now it's all moot. So to answer the question, it's just business. Yeah. Also, we, we wouldn't have been able to sign Mark Gasol. Oh, yeah, right. If, that. if we didn't cut Jordan Bell. So. Also, to answer his question, Jordan Bell is not a great defender. Uh, they were hyped. The Warriors fans were hyping him to be the next Draymond Green. And then he got shipped to Cleveland of all places. And he couldn't even play for Cleveland. <laughs> That's like the third worst team in NBA. <laughs> I don't get where this love for Jordan Bell is from. So it's coming from. It's like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, <laughs> so I, re- I really don't get it. And. Uh, he never materialized to what Warriors fans are hyping up him to be. Fun fact, um, just because you're good at blocks doesn't make you a good defender. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we will be having this. Maybe we should call that segment Fun Fact uh, in, as a tribute to the great uh, Magic <laughs> Yeah, I agree, I agree. Okay, from now on, we'll, we will be calling it uh, fan, fan Facts. Okay, so next question is from Andrew Fernandez. Um, before we go to his question, um, a shout out, he just became a dad. Um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, to a bouncy baby boy named Murdoch, the newest member of Lakers Nation, though. <laughs> so, like his dad, uh, Happy to have another loyal Laker fan <laughs> since birth. <laughs> uh, so his question is: Well, actually, he has a couple of questions. Um, have you seen? Have you guys seen the Caruso video? Have you? I think I've saw this. Yes, I saw it. I saw it. Actually, he yeah. looks skinnier. He looks yeah, he was dominating. <laughs> oh, I don't know who he was playing against, but he looked good. Yeah, he, he looked skinnier. He looked. 
leaner. Yeah, but I saw that video. But it looks like he was just playing with. I I didn't I didn't look at it that that intensely. But he he looks like he was just playing with random guys actually. <laughs> but he's the goat, so everything yeah. he does. Follow up is this question also is, what's the rotation going to be like given LeBron will ease into the season? Uh, I think this reference to his um, conversation with um, former U.S. President Barack Obama. What What was the question again? I didn't get it. Uh, what What's the rotation going to be like given LeBron will ease into the season? Because remember, LeBron told uh, Barack Obama told LeBron to take it easy or take the month off during the first month of the season. And LeBron replied, "That's why I got Ant- or Barack Obama said, uh, make let Anthony Davis do all the work, something like that.' So what the his question was, what's the rotation going to be like? Given that LeBron will be what what would you call it, autopilot mode, <laughs> airplane mode for the first half of probably the season? Okay, Andrea, you you can answer this first. Wait, so the question is that what would the lineup look like, right? But I would yeah. say that LeBron would start." I mean, would still play a lot more than 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 what we're expect. I guess he he will not. What I'm say, trying to say is that I don't think he will skip that many games. I'm for sure he will be like what you always say, uh, load managing. But I don't think he will skip that many games. That's one. But so the rotation, I expect him to still start. And like I said, uh, LeBron James, AC, KCP, AB. Oh, so many acronyms. And then Marcus All will start. And then the sec uh once LeBron James goes out, Kuzma will come in. And I think they would uh they would probably also take A B out earlier. And that's where I would think uh Montrez or Markeef would be coming in. So basically that's it. Uh the, the starting five would would be there. I think every game or not every game, but usually they would start and then and maybe and the middle, LeBron will have to sit down. Middle of the first quarter. That's that's what I expect. So around 32 minutes? Versus yes. Per what game. is his average? He averaged 36, right? This no, he just... Uh, just low I think he's 34. At 34, ah, okay. That was but, one of low, I think that's the lowest of his career, right? Very low. Very low. low, so... I think he would uh, be going low. If it's 34, I would think he would go with like 30... Yeah, 30, around 30, 32. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, Kenan, if Kuzma, uh, if LeBron sits, Kuzma plays 40, 40, 40 minutes, right? Play him 58. <laughs> uh, rotation. I, I really don't have, uh, you know, specific rotations or substitution patterns in mind. But um, I'm, I, I just think that uh, I, ideally, and, and this was pointed out in... In the Laker Film podcast that I listened to earlier today, um, LeBron ideally LeBron would play um, low 30s, and AD would play a little higher than that since he's a little bit younger. And, and the main rotation guys would ideally play mid to high 20s, and I think we'd be good. Yeah. Uh, that that's how our team are how deep our team is. Yeah, yeah. Especially in the front court. Um just loaded. So yeah, ten man rotation anyway. Ten man rotation, so I don't I don't really see a problem with LeBron sitting um a couple of games, especially the back to backs. so last question is what's the hold up with the Anthony Davis resigning signing? Should we be panicking? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, no, so, no, 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 no. Uh, I think we can all in unison answer that. Should we? Um, no, we sh- we are not panicking. Uh, maybe he's choosing a fine suit to, and then announce something grand that he has resigned. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> uh, what's the hold up? I think. Uh, what? So, Andrea, what what do you think is a hold up? I think they're trying to find the framework for his contract. That's that's my understanding. Wherein he could get the most money, of course. And that he would be able... He, one, he would get the most money. And then the second priority is that we would it, it would be possible for us to sign another free agent. And is it next season or... Uh, sorry. Is it next season or in the next two years? Something 
similar something like that when Yanis becomes a free agent basically yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they're trying to to it's, it's just about business and it's yeah. just about the framework about of the contract so same for you Kenan I think he's just gonna enjoy Thanksgiving turkey first before signing anything <laughs> uh, I actually <laughs> or really wants to announce it on Thanksgiving so <laughs> that Lakers would be thankful for this season um, interesting point about Giannis that was, I think, brought up by Brian Windhorst. AD is thinking of signing a one-plus-one um, deal mm-hmm. so that he and LeBron can opt out next season and maybe entice Giannis to come to the Lakers. Yeah. So we are not aggregating or saying that Giannis will be um, <laughs> joining the Lakers soon. Uh, we're not the, those type of fans, um, but it, this is smart actually. Yeah. Uh, it gives, it gives the future. the flexibility. Yeah, it, it because that our superstars have a better understanding of the business of the game better than other superstars. Yeah, uh, because even LeBron knows he father father time is undefeated. So we are lucky that he's still the best player in the world, but. Uh, when he retires, Anthony Davis might be left here all alone. So better get that sidekick. Nah, I'm just joking, Giannis. He's <laughs> going to be 1A and 1B or 1A1, 1A.2 or something. Whatever. Imagine uh, Giannis and AD on defense. <laughs> this is... It would be the worst thing for the NBA. So. The, defensive the best player. defender, the best defensive player with Giannis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the defensive player of the year and the best defender in the the actual best defender in the world. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's it for this uh, episode of the Lakers Nation PH podcast. Um, before we go, we would like to remind you guys that the Los Angeles Lakers are the 2019-2020 NBA champions. So, thank you again, Andrea, Kenan. Um, see you next week when training camp start, uh, starts next week, right? Yeah, I almost yes. so, so, I think our, our roster would be set by that time. So, see you next week. See you. Okay, bye guys. enjoyed listening to this podcast uh, please consider following us on our social media as well we are at lakers nation underscore ph on both twitter and instagram and lakers nation philippines on facebook thank you